Hi everyone, I'm Maria Couto and welcome to my podcast, Can We Talk About Canada? So today on the podcast, I want to discuss multiculturalism in Canada and how it manifests and is represented in popular culture, specifically in the show Kim's Convenience and then also in the novels The Street by Mordecai Rickler and Cockroach by Rawi Hodge. The Canadian Multiculturalism Act was passed in 1988, asserting that the Canadian government would commit to the equal treatment of all Canadians, including immigrants, and would respect their culture and diversity. This act also recognizes that Canada's multicultural heritage must be preserved and protected. So while the U.S. is referred to as a melting pot, Canada is referred to as a mosaic because of the Multiculturalism Act, and in turn, the abundance of diverse citizens which make up the pieces of Canada. At surface level, multiculturalism sounds like a perfect arrangement, but it becomes problematic as it reduces people to their cultures and in turn groups people into these categories that forces a sense of separation between cultures and between people. Not only this, but the Canadian government has all too often failed its immigrants by not assisting in the transition period as much as they should. While they may have extensive qualifications that they earned in the country in which they emigrated from, they're not able to pick up where they left off in Canada. This struggle is represented in Rye Hodge's 2011 novel, Cockroach, in which the main character, a Lebanese immigrant, has many encounters with other Arabic immigrants who have had difficulties since moving to Canada. In particular, he meets Majid, a former journalist in Iran, who now must work as a cab driver in Montreal. While he looked for work upon his arrival, he gave up after realizing that there was no hope for him to lead that career in Canada. Multiculturalism is more of a guise that Canada hides under that makes the society appear to be inclusive and immigrant-friendly, but does not do the work to maintain that image. In his article, The Meanings of Multicultural in Canada's 1991 Broadcasting Act, Kyle Conway comments on how this act was implemented to ensure that Canadian radio and television incorporated a vast range of programming which could be inclusive of various cultures. In this article, Conway reveals how, quote, minorities tend to be underrepresented, end quote, both on screen and behind the scenes in television and radio. He goes on to write that, quote, as a consequence, minority viewers do not identify with what they see on television, end quote. Now, as a multicultural society, why are there so few representations of such a society? However, in 2016, the series Kim's Convenience went from stage to screen and changed the game for Canadian television. So let's just be honest, when we think of Canadian television, not a lot of hits come to mind. But Kim's Convenience proved to be very successful right off the bat. Through the lovable characters and the deterrence from stereotypes, this show provided true on-screen representation of Canada, specifically Toronto, that made for very refreshing content. Centered in downtown Toronto, the store Kim's Convenience sees customers, friends, and community leaders of all different races and cultures. Again, these characters are not reduced to stereotypes, nor are there any quote-unquote token figures that are forced in just to check off a box of representation. In an interview, Paul Sun-Hung Lee, who plays Mr. Kim on the show, has discussed how he's gotten flack for his false Korean accent because people think it projects stereotypes. He, however, refuted those claims because, one, the story is about immigrant parents and their children, but more importantly, these characters are not reduced to stereotypes. To circle back to Conway, he discusses how often TV shows will have individual characters stand in to represent quote-unquote underrepresented groups. 
This, however, feeds into stereotypes which characters are then based around. But what Lee asserts about these Kim's Convenience characters is how they're archetypes rather than stereotypes, so they're well-rounded characters with depth. These characters were created by Korean-Canadian writer In Choi, and the characters who play the Kims are Korean themselves. This way, they can translate their own lived experiences onto the screen, giving it that authenticity that has made the show so successful. But ultimately, there isn't a reliance on their cultures nor the other characters' cultures in order to make their personalities work. This is what also gives the show its authenticity because as a Torontonian, these are the people you see every day around you who lead just as complicated lives as your own. They're not reduced to stereotypes because stereotypes are fake. In season one, episode four, Nayoung, a relative of the Kims, comes to visit from Korea. She and her cousin Janet, the daughter of the Kims, who are Korean immigrants, have difficulties communicating their heritage in a way that the other can recognize. Janet as the daughter of Korean immigrants and Nayoung as someone who's lived and grown up in Korea. Tension builds as Janet struggles to feel quote-unquote Korean enough next to her cousin, as we can hear in this clip. But you've never actually been to Korea. I don't have to go to Korea. I am Korean. But by the end of the episode, the cousins are able to appreciate the way each of them values their Korean heritage in their own way. This represents how culture cannot solely be reduced to race, but must include the place in which people live their lives. Beyond Korean culture, we see many other cultures in the show too, and the way the characters carry a sense of harmony between their cultures is how multiculturalism thinks it works. Unfortunately, as we can see, this is not always the case. Let's pause our discussion on Kim's convenience for a moment and pivot to Mordecai Richler's The Street. This memoir of sorts comes from a Jewish perspective, reminiscing on the past living on St. Urbain Street in Quebec in the early 1940s, a point where different ethnic groups were coming to Canada. Richler describes, quote, if Maine was a poor man's street, it was also a dividing line, below the French Canadians, above the dreaded wasps. On the Maine itself, there were some Italians, Yugoslavs, and Ukrainians, but they did not count as true genteels, end quote. Here we can see an advocation for multiculturalism. There's a level of distinction and separation, not only from Richler, but the others, but that others had in that neighborhood between their different cultures. However, the idea of multiculturalism cannot change these viewpoints from others. Sure, we can argue that diversity and acceptance is being achieved, but diversity needs to be associated with the celebration of and learning from other cultures, rather than just a mere tolerance, indifference, or blatant hatred of other cultures. Having an, an official policy can't change that, and even today we can see a similarity between what Richler describes and what happens today. The Multiculturalism Act does not stop racism or prejudice from taking place on a daily basis. Kim's Convenience makes this appearance in Season 2, Episode 5, where Jung, the son of the Kims, encounters a white man who makes casually racist comments calling him quote-unquote oriental, as well as both racially profiling and stereotyping him by saying, quote, Chinese people like a bargain, unquote. This scene does well to illustrate how multiculturalism does not always equal acceptance. We can see how this compares with the street and the parallels of pre-policy versus after it was implemented, and how many prejudices remained unchanged. This scene in the show can be compared to a scene in the book where Richler discovers a sign that says, quote, this beach is restricted to genteels, unquote. While it may be true that multiculturalism has allowed for more acceptance of immigrants in their various cultures, it doesn't automatically give everyone this new perspective, but can actually sometimes worsen their outlooks. 
Multiculturalism is simply about the coexistence of various cultures, and because of this, there's a limited sense of community between them. As both the street and cockroach take place in Quebec, it's interesting to see how Quebec is advocating for quote-unquote interculturalism as opposed to multiculturalism. As I said, multiculturalism is various cultures coexisting, while interculturalism is the concept of cultures interacting with each other so that they can provide a learning experience of different cultures. Kin's convenience definitely draws on concepts from both an intercultural and multicultural perspective. We see the appreciation and education between cultures, but we also see how intolerance and hate can manifest throughout some people causing animosity towards other cultures, which they believe don't belong. Another episode which resonates well with this discussion is the series opener called Gay Discount, where two gay men enter a store asking Mr. Kim if they can put up a poster for the Gay Pride Parade in his window. But Mr. Kim doesn't want to oblige only because of the mess and noise that the parade results in. When he's then accused of homophobia, Mr. Kim backpedals. Let me play a clip from there. Mr. Kim, are you homophobic? Roger. What? What are you doing? Homophobic, Mr. Kim. This is discrimination against the homos, and it's a hate crime, and I'm going to report it. What? Roger. What? Report? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rook, rook, rook. I am not a homo... homophobic. Uh-huh. If I'm a homo... homo... Uh, then why I... Why do I give a gay discount? This episode then turns into Mr. Kim trying to genuinely understand the culture surrounding the LGBTQ plus community as a middle-aged Korean immigrant. Mr. Kim is not berating these gay men, but is having more of a cultural miscommunication, which he's able to learn from. This allows two different cultures to engage with each other and provide a learning experience. And from what I'm able to gather, this is the goal of interculturalism. Unfortunately, Kim's Convenience will not be renewed for a sixth season as the original screenwriters have parted from the show. But the beloved characters will continue to live in our hearts, and hopefully this kind of Canadian content won't come just once in a blue moon. We can absolutely learn from the values the show presents and work towards understanding other cultures rather than merely existing beside them. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the first episode of Can We Talk About Canada? Stay tuned for episode two.